and welcome back, sports fans. It has been a minute, and we, we've missed you. We have. It's uh, it's Will, joined as always with Brandon. Brandon, how we doing, man? I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, you know, we kind of recorded a couple weeks ago saying we were back, and then another small little break, but, uh, you know, we've just been kind of just sitting back and enjoying all the sports that are on right now for us. Yeah, enjoying it. We've both been very busy with uh, with work, with other commitments. Um, summer marks festival season for stand up comedy. It's been keeping me nice and busy. Brandon, you'd be proud of me. I was out. I was out golfing the other day. Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about that. I most definitely am proud of you. It sounds like you were striping them pretty good, for the most part, at least. I uh, I figured out my handicap. Oh, did you? Yeah. Plus one. Yeah? Yeah. Unfortunately, it was plus one chromosome, so, you know. Ah, there it is. There it is. I was wondering where you're going with that. No, so, well, you should know. So that was a joke told around. It was a stand-up comedy uh, golf festival tournament. It was uh, quite the blast. We uh, luckily played best ball scramble. Um... Which is okay. Here's here's my one beef with that. Okay. Have you played that before? Yeah. And I, I get it's for novice golfers, but so only one person. Like if if it's an easy putt, only one person makes it. Yeah. So you like if you're not in, I, that's your punishment. I get it, and this isn't me complaining. Well, it is me complaining, but I I get the game. But what I didn't like is I would uh. You know, I would be just an inch away from best shot or something. And we oh, you know, let's go with so-and-so's ball, whatever. And then they'd put it in and be like, man, we're on like the fifth hole. I haven't gotten to sink a single putt. Okay, I guess I could see that then, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like oh, yeah. that's, you, you, I, I understand the, the point. And, and we were like, we were multiple parties. It was a, you know. I guess not a tournament, but like a festival thing. So like we were trying to be quick as well. Cause you know, our friends were behind us. Our friends were in front of us. You know, we all sucked. So we weren't trying to take the whole day. It would have taken the whole day if we all played our own ball. It would have. Yeah. Um, so I, okay. I get it, but it was like, oh man, like we're in the fifth hole. It's like, I haven't even sink in a putt. Yeah. So on one, I was like just an inch away from the best ball for the putt. We're like, oh, we're going to putt for so-and-so's. And I'm like, hey, like, can I just hit mine? And they're like, oh yeah. I was like, all right. And so I got to sink mine. I was like, all right, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm fulfilled. I had a few nice drives, more slices than a pizza shop, but you know. Happy to the best of us there. They call me William Slice. Is that what? Is that your issue? What's your, because you're Willie, a Willie Slice. Golfer. Yo, Willie Slice. Yeah. Oh, that's a sick name. Daniel, sorry, what were you saying? Golfer, yeah. What's your kryptonite? it's so it's all over the place it's so um like it really just depends on the day some days some things are working the next they're not and vice versa it's i think more than anything it, it's just finding consistency where's your strong suit your short game ace you a long a my putting is, is by far my strong suit me and you got to hit the links this summer. Dude, I got the itch. I haven't been golfing in a long time, and I just, I had a blast 
we'll, oh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, have to plan some for sure. Yeah, man. That, we'll that'll do, we'll be that'll be a good ball. plan. We'll all, pretty much I'll just play your shots on every on every go. It works for me. Work better for me. We're just out there having a good time. That's what it's what it's all about, right? Yeah, and uh, and you never know with how things are going. Uh, being out on the golf course, we might run into a Calgary Flame or a Boston Bruin. Yeah, or anyone other than the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights. What a fucking sexy transition that was. You're that was so good. That was here. so good. Dead. Oh, I'm blushing. I'm blushing through the microphone. Um, Stanley yeah. Cup Finals. Do we want to get into it a little bit? Give it a little chat. Yeah, let's do it. We yeah. I mean, we're uh, we're three games in now at the time of this. Uh, Vegas does have a two-one series lead, but I mean, Game Four is in Florida, and they just took the last one. So, um, I think I think it's going to be a, a, another really close game. You know, uh, games one and two weren't very close per se. Like. Vegas really kind of ran away with them. And, you know, even the last game was close right up till the end until Florida tied it and then uh, won it pretty early on in overtime. So I'm looking forward to this this game coming up here. Uh, what are your score predictions? So, like, the Golden Knights, they have commandedly... They, they won games one and two commandingly. That was at home for them, though, correct? Yeah. So game three, was that in Florida? Yeah, so so Correct. Florida. Do you think Florida's is it a home home wins always kind of series, or do you think the Knights are able to steal one? I I mean I I thought honestly I, I thought Vegas was going to win Game Three. Really, I thought they were, were going to steal one. Like up until were you thinking sweet? You know, I mean, I think if Vegas won Game Three, they probably sweep it. Yeah. Really? I mean, but at that point, it's like, if Vegas, maybe not even a sweep, but if Vegas won game three, like, you know they're winning the cup. Because it's only ever happened four times where teams come back from uh, down 3 nothing in a series to win four straight. And yeah. I, don't, I didn't see any way that Vegas was going to lose four straight in the cup final. There was no way that was happening. But now this... You know, opens the door. All Florida's got to do is win one more game. Well, at least win tomorrow, and then they know they're at least guaranteed another home game. Whereas yeah, if they yeah. lose, then it's like shit. Now we're down three-one, going back to Vegas. That's a terrible position to be in. Yeah, this is a really huge game for uh, Vegas to see. If they're able to steal it, they give them the opportunity to win at home. Yeah. Whereas that. Florida wins now. Vegas is like shoot. We just lost two in a row going back home. We need to secure a win because now we don't want to be down three two going back to Florida and trying to force a game seven. Yeah, like Vegas well, is in the driver's seat right now, and they could very quickly shift if Florida wins tomorrow. And I think it's going to be a lot on how Florida wins. I know a win's a win, and at the end of the day, it's especially in the Cup Finals, it's still just considered a win. It doesn't matter. Seven two five two three two overtime doesn't matter. Yeah, but I think the Panthers to really shift the momentum here. They need a regulation win with a margin. Yeah, 
I would agree. They need they need something more than they can't squeak out a gritty win. Well, you know, a gritty win still means a lot, and I think it still shows a lot of character and can wear down the Golden Knights team. You know, if they push it to a deep overtime, wear them down and still get the win, you know, that could be a tactic as well. But I think to really shift the momentum strong, you need a commanding victory, especially at home, the same way the Knights were able to get commanding victories at home. Yeah, I would agree. Like, Florida's already shown in this last game that, you know, even in the crunch time when they're down and, you know, getting pretty heavily outplayed for the majority of the game, they can still find a way to get those, you know, gritty, gutsy goals. And, you know, and then they can come back and win the game. But I think you're right. I think it would benefit them more to really have kind of a decisive victory and show that, you know, they can really... Uh, they have the firepower and they can, you know, manhandle Vegas just as much as Vegas manhandled them earlier on. Yeah. Goaltending has seemed to be a clear uh, uh, difference early on in this series. I know, uh, what was it, Bobrovsky? Yeah. He got pulled in game two, is that correct? Uh, yes, he did, yeah. yeah. So he, he suited up for game three, though? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so he, he he started game three, he had, I think, a comeback game, you know, only letting in two. Um, but the, the Golden Knights were working on a third string, though. He's showing up and showing off huge, only letting in two, two, and three, third being in the overtime. Yeah, like, I mean, you you look at it so far, and that's really kind of, you know, he, he's doing everything that's asked of him, right? Like, when you look at goalies, you basically, you kind of want to be on that line of, like, no more than uh, two, two, regula- like two goals against in regulation. Yeah. And so, because then realistically, you're like, all you got to do is be able to put up three, and you're good. So he's doing what's required from him of, you know, throughout all three games, he's only allowed two in regulation. And, you know, he lets in that one in overtime, but it's like, you almost gotta kind of got to look to the forwards and be like, "Hey, you know, you guys had no problem. What did they put up in game one? Seven goals, and then uh, five in game one, seven in game two. Yeah, so it's like thirteen goals from between the first two games, and all of a sudden now it's like they only were able to get two. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, both were uh, power play goals. I'm just gonna confirm this here quickly. Yeah, so both were power play goals. So they didn't even. Uh, score five on five, whereas all three of Florida's goals were at even strength. So five v five, I mean, it was a three nothing game for for Florida there. Yeah. Well, and we like to tease a lot, but I wonder how much is home ice advantage and the momentum of the home team, like home crowd, playing into this. I I mean, I I think it's. Yeah, is, I think it's got to be huge. Up? Is Vegas showing up? Like, uh, do we know the sales reports here? No, but I will say so. And and, and it's it's kind of a you know a shout out to Vegas fans, but also kind of a diss on them. Um, like the atmosphere in you know Vegas's arena at T-Mobile is, is is incredible. I'll give it that. But I also wonder how much of it is you know. Um, like passionate sort of thing, you know, because it's like, I mean, Vegas was became a very popular team right from when they came in, and the team 
has always had constant success. Whereas we've never really seen them as a bad team, so we don't know if you know if they were a, a bottom team in the league, you know, for a chance at Bedard, how uh, full would the arena be, and how would the atmosphere look as compared to what we've seen? Whereas with Florida, I mean, you know, we've heard joke like people make jokes all the time about like, oh, Florida and their nine fans are. And Florida hasn't been a good team for a, a long stretch. They've only really started to become a, a force within recent years. Yeah. And they like their fans have stuck loyal through all that. And now, you know, they watch them go on this incredible run that they've been on. Like it's I gotta feel like Florida playing at home, it was a pretty great atmosphere there for them. And it's an incredible time for their fans as well. Like they gotta, you know, savor every moment of it and they're cheering their hearts out because this might not happen again for Florida for a while after this year. Like it's just been an incredible run and it's hard to replicate those type of things consistently. Yeah, honestly. So I'm looking at tickets now. So there are tickets available still for the game tomorrow, but they are outrageously expensive. Yeah, it sounds about right. Oh, I, I imagine, um, and a lot of them are nosebleeds. Well, no, those are good seats. Those should be sold, man. Why aren't those sold? Oh, something I did also want to point out that not a lot of people realize, because I didn't, because you, it, it wasn't, I don't know, I think there was an audio issue or something, but yeah. in Game 3 in Florida, um, Matthew Kachuk took kind of an awkward hit and wasn't, like feeling the best so he kind of left the game for a bit and um I, I was listening to this from elliot freeman who covers a lot of hockey stuff he was talking about how in the third period when kachuk took his very first shift he said like the ovation from the crowd he said was like incredible and that's something that's not you know like casual fans don't really do or they don't really notice like they they're just kind of there to be like, yeah, my team won. They're not really focusing on all those little things. And so you're saying that that's a really, you know, true testament to the passion of the Florida fans to not only notice that, but then recognize that and show support. They're given an ovation for them to come back into the game. Yeah, that, that's great. That's great to see. And I think that's what we want to see in a fan base. Makes my heart oh, happy, Brandon. Sure. Makes my heart full. As it should. I- any As it gossip been going on in this series? Um, I, I, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, again, like it's it's the constant talking point of the playoffs is the refing. Um, I don't think the refing has been been very good. Like, there's just been a lot of calls that have been made in the Cup final that haven't really been called much throughout the rest of the playoffs. And so it's like, it, there's just not the consistency because guys have been playing, you know, the same way throughout three previous series. And now all of a sudden they're getting called for the stuff they've been doing. And, and they're, they're kind of like, like, what the fuck's going on here? Um, and it's, it's an unspoken rule, I feel, that, you know, finals of any, any sport, that's not the game to call it tight. Yeah, and, and I think... And a lot of people, you know, wholeheartedly believe that, um, you know, the refs are kind of favoring Vegas and giving them a lot more calls. 
which I, I mean, you can like you can make the argument for it, but I think the biggest one that kind of stood out to me was in game three after Florida had tied it. They were given a, a tripping penalty with 11 seconds left in the game. And it, it, it wasn't a trip, really. Like, it was kind of just guys' skates kind of collided, but it's not an, it's an accidental thing. Yeah. And, it, like, and it's also, like, and, and maybe he tried to, it almost looks like Chandler Stevenson tried to jump to avoid um, a hit, and that's kind of why he fell. But it's also like, because you're giving Vegas a power play, the 11 seconds left. And then even if they don't, they still get, you know, a minute 51 or, or sorry, a minute 49 um, in overtime on the power play. And like we talked about earlier, if Vegas wins game three, they, they, they probably win the series. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to put a team season on the line like that, like it's. It's it's got to be something really blatant, or like something really dirty to call something. And it's just you know, with such little time, it's like just yeah, I don't know. But I think more than anything, it's just the consistency has not been there from what we have seen previously. Which I think is kind of the biggest talking point. They're always yeah, and they're they're always and they're always. Yeah, they're always kind of the center of criticism, I find. Across every sport. Yeah. They're never good. You can and never that's, get it that's right. That's the way it goes. And I will and, say and, something, and honestly, though. like, I've, I've refed at a very, very little league young level. Yeah. And I've watched pro games. Those are some split-second calls. I and I get yeah. they're paid a good amount of money, and I get they're they're the pros for a reason, and I get that they're they're supposed to be in the cup for a reason. They're supposed to be the best, but there are some split-second calls that I just oh, I and, I could never do what they do. Yeah, well, and the thing is, is like, and someone even pointed out pointed out because it's happened previously in the playoffs where a penalty was called on the play. But the refs weren't too sure, so they actually reviewed it and then called the penalty back. I think that's awesome. I think that's the was like, so why I it's just again, it's like I almost feel like they should have reviewed it. Yeah. But may but I guess I guess maybe if the ref who called it was like one hundred percent definitive on it, then maybe that's why, but it was almost one of those ones where it's like I, I wish they reviewed it to to see, and then it would have been interesting to see the call that they make afterwards, after kind of getting a second look at it. Um, yeah, honestly, it's it's shoulda, woulda, coulda, but it turned out to work for the Panthers. Panthers were able to pull out the win in OT, and um, we are looking forward to tomorrow night's game. Yeah, it's what it's going to be a great one. Score prediction. Um. You know, I I could see like maybe a a three one Florida win, or maybe they get an empty net or something, make it a four one game. You think yeah, it's I'll gonna go, be a, go a wide Florida victory. I mean, if if it's a you know a three one or a four one with an empty net, I wouldn't say it's a wide one. I just think we're gonna see a really good game from uh, Sergey Bobrovsky. I think he's really gonna go into that form that we kind of saw him hit during the middle of the playoffs and 
So do they cover a one? Think, and, so Panthers are covering a one and a half spread. I think so. I think they could. That's what it's set at. Yeah, I I like that. And you think Bobrovsky's having his comeback game? Yeah, I think he's due for it. And there's no better time than this game coming up here. They got the home crowd behind them. Is that yes. our PGO pick of the day, pick of the night? Yeah, lock it in. Also, lock I will say, talking about, there. talking about home fans and whatnot, I was, uh, I was at work the other day, and I was actually talking to this guy because he had on um, a hat that he got from that one of his buddies got for him um, from game one. And it's just like, it's just got the Panthers logo and the Vegas Golden Knights logo. And then it's got like Stanley Cup final, like 2023. So I just straight up asked him, I was like, yeah, I'm just curious, you know, who are, who are you cheering for? And he was telling, he was saying like, honestly, I don't, I don't really care. And then he was telling me how he's like super huge into, into betting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me how throughout the playoffs, all he did was just bet on every game to for a tie. So basically, to go to overtime. And he said, if you just with the way the playoffs went this year, because there was a lot of overtime games, he said he just made a killing on it. And then he was telling me that he wholeheartedly believes that Vegas is going to win Game Four, and then it's going to go back to Vegas and Vegas is going to win game five and he said for the first time in whatever however long he said he believes that when Gary Bettman awards a Stanley Cup he's going to get like a loud cheer and like standing ovation from the crowd new team yeah because Gary Bettman pushed really hard for an expansion uh, in Vegas made it happen no and, the refs are giving it to Vegas. and if, if, if they win a cup in their first six years you know Gary Bettman looks like a genius and all the fans are going to love him because it's like, hey, he brought the team here and look at him now. They just won the cup in their six years. So, which isn't even something I had really thought about much. But when he told me, I was like, like shit, yeah, he, he honestly might get a pretty loud cheer. If that's the way that it, that it goes, that is. That will be incredible. But I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we don't see that. I hope we see Florida win it. Well, I hope we see Florida at least cover the spread tomorrow night. Yeah, you know it. You remember what they say, Brandon? Good teams Uh, win. Yeah. Great teams cover. All right, real quick. We'll just do Uh, the uh, last two fights of uh, tomorrow night's... um, UFC 289 card, Nunez versus Aldana in Vancouver, Canada, baby. Yeah, Vancouver. That's right. The good old Canadian card. Uh, I I think we can all agree. I think Nunez is going to be able to handedly win this one. I think she's back in her old mojo, back in the hardworking camps. Um, I think she's felt it slip away from her. So I think she's back. Um. Between Charles Oliver and Benil Dariush, do you have any uh, any leanings in that one? I, I mean, I want to go. I want to go Charles. I think like he, he was okay. listed as as the underdog, though. He is so personally. I think Benil's going to walk this one out. Um, 
I think it's going to be an incredibly close fight, and it is one of those fights that if it was even money, I would understand. I think it's both of the fighters are explosive enough and have knockout powers and have been knocked out. Neither yeah. of them, are, neither of them, are these iron chins. They've both been wobbled. They've both been hurt. Um, yeah, they both have very powerful ground abilities, and I think mm-hmm. that's going. I, well, so that came in. So that's always come into play for a lot of Charles Oliveira uh, fights because you've I've heard this even talked about uh, from Joe Rogan where his last opponents like Gaethje or Poirier they've knocked him down or Poirier especially and didn't follow him. Islam Makachev okay. knocked him down and followed him to the ground because he wasn't worried about the ground and pound. But Neil Darius yeah. is a skilled jujitsu jujitsu practitioner and will have no issue following him to the ground if he's able to land a big strike. And that's why I think Benil is going to be able to win it. Because I think... Okay. I think Charles' win is, is going to be a surprise shock where I think Benil has the ability to either hold him down or wear him out on the feet or or work him down amongst rounds where I think Oliver is going to need a shock knockout or jump submission or something. Yeah. So I, you know what? When you put it that way, okay. I think you did. Did I? Is that, is that our PGO parlay? I don't, uh, don't want to say uh, you Andrew? did, but I think you did. I think you did. And we'll find out tomorrow. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Okay. There we go. So that's going to be a PGO parlay. Not great odds because it's two favorites, but we'll slap some money on that. Uh, Not for a big win, but that's Duryush and Nunez. That's a bit of a no-brainer. Nothing groundbreaking from this end. But uh, do you have any clowns? Oh, any clowns. I feel like like we've got it. We've, We've been kind of off for a bit. I feel like we should have some saved up, right? Everyone's been pretty well behaved. I know, but I'm I'm just going through here. I'm just uh Um I feel like I must have at least one. I've gotta, right? I've gotta I'm trying to rack my brain. I can't really think of one, honestly. Um I mean I guess I could throw it on you, so I'm I'm assuming you've heard now that the the feud is kind of over and that uh PGA and Liv are kind of merging together. Who? Oh Liv Liv and PGO, yeah, 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 yeah. PGA. Oh PGO. We're merging. Fuck I wish. Yeah, so I guess you could kind of cause like it's it's again, it's been like one of those things that's like it's been building up as a big rivalry and everybody's like, oh like eventually they're you know, they're going to come to an agreement. And PJ, I was like, no, like, they're bad. We're the best. And all of a sudden, it's like, that all just went out the window. So, so um, break me down some of the details. What is the agreement exactly? I'm honestly not too sure fully what, what all it, it, it isn't going to entail. It sounds like there's still a lot to be um, decided. Is one buying the other? Honestly, I'm not even fully sure. Okay. I don't believe so as far as I know. I could be 100% wrong, but I, I think as far as I know, that that's not the case. So we'll just do joint tournaments. 
Yeah, but yeah, pretty much now it's all as one together type of thing. Um, oh, here it is. I knew well, I who, had wait, one. Who's the winner here? Who's the winner? PGO or Liv? Who wins? They're they're merging. Does is Liv the winner? I I think the big winners are the guys that left the PGA to go to Liv because they got all that guaranteed money up front and whatnot. And now all of a sudden they're back with the PGA guys participating in all the you know tournaments in the FedEx Cup and whatnot. And they've already made like all all that money that they would have taken them maybe ten years in the PGA to to get, and that's if they win a lot. Yeah. So I think those guys are the real kind of big winners. Winner, winner at the end winner. of the day. All right. I mean, all hey, right, all like the people okay. who all the people who shit talked them and said, "Oh, they're gonna regret it." Like I bet they're laughing right now. So. Oh, there you go. Winners in the end. So, and so, so that's a semi-clan report. That, that's that's good. Uh, that's good way to round it. Do we have anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm I found blank, my. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 coming up short here. I I found my uh, my big one here. Um. So, Colts um corner Isaiah Rogers, he could reportedly face a lifetime ban from. Uh, the NFL. Who did? I, I've never heard of him. Um, Isaiah Rogers. He's on the Colts. What, what was the ban for? It hasn't been banned yet. It's, it's under um, investigation. But it's been reported that he has placed hundreds of bets that are primarily in the $25 to $50 range. Money um, stocks. What's he doing? And those and those bets being NFL reportedly on the Colts games. So I mean, if he's found, like, if it's proven that he's betting on his own games and whatnot while playing it, he could could be done in the NFL. That's a that's a bit of a tough slug right there. That's not that's great. A, that's a very clown move, especially after just watching. Um, Calvin Ridley have to set an entire year betting on just other NFL games, not even his own teams while he was injured. And he's still got a year for that. So to be playing and betting on your own team, like, and, and all these, you think he's like, all these, or found? well, I mean, all these, um, you know, like sites and sports books and whatnot, people use, most of the time when you create an account and want to cash out, like you got to, you know, submit a, a bank statement or you got to send in a picture of your ID or something. So it's like, if that's what he was using and he had to prove himself to, you know, get paid out or create an account, like he, that, that's all they need. That's all the evidence they need right there. Because then you can easily look at whatever he's been doing on his account and they'll find every single bet he made and then be able to determine a fair punishment for him. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So that's a, that's a big clown move right there. Alright, I got one actually. Alright. The ultimate fighter is back in going with Conor McGregor, allegedly Roy's face McGee. 
Okay. And Michael Chandler, they're against each other as the coaches. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Um, and I'm just trying to find a second confirmation. Um, their season, despite Connor's massive name, yep. is jaw-droppingly low. Really? Under 300,000 viewers. Wow. Which isn't great. It's not bad. Well, with McGregor, like, they, they were probably expecting ratings to be sky high. And to be dangerously low like that is, is not ideal. That's, that really isn't. And it's not now, now, now. I think that was for the live debut. Now, remember, there's this is 2023, a lot of streaming services, a lot of other ways to watch it after the fact, a lot of, lot of yeah. ways to consume that content that I think will still, you know, up that number in, in the overview. But yeah, not great. It's not great. Maybe on the report. When you got the big name like McGregor, that's, that's a tough McGregor. one. Allegedly, Royd's face McGee. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Uh, well, that this has been a fun one, man. Yes, it's been good. It's good to be back. It is so good to be back. And you know, uh, people might want to reach and chat with us. People might want to reach out. I would. I would sure hope so. Do you think? I they don't might? see why not, right? Um. No. No. That's fair. No. Maybe one day. Do you know why I don't think they will? Why? Because they don't know where to go. Folks, you can find us on Instagram at TikTok at PGO Show. Um, on Twitter at PG Overtime, right? Yep. And YouTube at, uh, I'm sorry, I'm rusty. And YouTube at Post Game Overtime. Post Game is one word. Uh, yep. And click the link in the bio, folks. Click the link in the bio. It gets you to all of the other sites, uh, all the other social medias. And it also takes you to our partner for the day, Dubby Energy. W Energy is a woohoo woohoo. W Energy is a jitter-free, crash-free energy formula blend. Uh that comes in a powder, comes in a little can. Uh you throw it in some water, it tastes delicious. Uh, it gives Fantastic. you the energy you need, not too much, with no jitters, no crash. And it is uh I think we chatted about this. If you're an avid coffee drinker, especially a Starbucks drinker, it is much cheaper if this is your daily caffeine and if you are an energy drink drinker oh my goodness this will cut your cost in half and it tastes better all around it tastes way better all around we even did a blind taste test we loved it we did we did um, yeah we did uh totally unbiased yeah but, uh w energy has been with us for a while and we absolutely love them and could not be happier so be sure to click the link in our bios, uh, follow the link tree and follow our W Energy link because that is how they know we sent you. And as a little thank you from us to you, if you use code PGO, that's right, the name of the show, PGO, three simple letters, P-G-N-O, that gets you yeah. 10% off your entire order at checkout, folks. So that's W Energy, code PGO for 10% off at checkout, link in bio. And thank you so much for listening. We love you and we will see you soon. Sooner than last time.